The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. Uh, welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I am Lane. Uh, I'm Art. I'm Chris. And I'm Brian. Chris Bach is back with us. Back. Join us At on the again. Sunday show. Cat Cloud Chris Coffee. Cat and Cloud Coffee. Cat and Cloud Coffee, yeah. yeah. Cat Cloud Coffee. The handle is Cat Cloud Coffee. Yeah, just type in Cat and Cloud. We'll pop up. Right. Yeah, yeah. it'll go down. There's a little cat. There's a cloud. You'll You'll see us. Let's get right into it. What is the uh, name origin? Oh, the name origin. So you've got to be asked that all the time. Yeah, one of the most popular stories. So, do we have any guesses? Pets. Oh, Oh, I'm going with pets. Shit. Okay, we got one pet. I like this. We're kind of continuing the cat theme from Q and A on Thursday. Yeah. Oh, did did uh, you? I know. So were you a barista and you would draw little like cat faces, and whiskers in the clouds of the coffee, like you know, in the foam, and you call that the cloud? Okay, we got we Whoa, got damn, pets. We got that. That's a really coffee intense. Get, uh, get yeah. I'm gonna say um, coffee is um, best enjoyed with on a cloudy day, and you lounge like a cat with a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say You already said something. What? What did I say? Didn't you say something? What did you no. say, dude? I don't think so. Jeez. <laughs> Warren. Fine. Dude, Look at this dude, guy. Shut up. Yeah. Hey Brian. <laughs> Brian, you shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you shut your you mouth. Shut your mouth when you're talking about uh, I'm, I'm saying cat is simply going off of cat is a good marketing vehicle, stuff that says cat in it. Does well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Black cat People love cats. People yeah. love cats. Cat it's nip. pure marketing. It's the internet is darling. Story. That's the first uh, day in marketing school. Uh, <laughs> it's like, number one, cats. Let's talk about All cats. else fails. Just throw <laughs> a cat out there. Bear, bear yeah. cat, wild cat. Page one. Yeah. 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 yeah, it sounds great no matter how you say cat it. House. It rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wherever the cat is, I just want to be there. That's right. Round cat racing. Okay. Great. Oh, that's right. Round cat racing. Yeah. What's your guess? Did you come up? I did. I guess. Yeah, bro, no, where are you? Where have you been, dude? Pets. pets. Oh, pets was your guess. That was yeah. The, that was, that was pets. Yes. He likes to say words. That's pets. a fair guess. Yeah. What if, dude? This can get fucking mega. What? What if it, the uh, cat's name was Cloud? Ooh. Why would it's it be like one and the same. Because they, when he passed away, his spirit split in two. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Whoa, he went up into wow. the his earthly way. body and his heavenly yeah. body or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's in the ethos right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just energy, Dang. man, everywhere. Okay. In the that coffee. Is, I can't so wait to hear the reason. earth body. <laughs> and then when he died, <laughs> the cloud is his spirit. <laughs> right. Wow. Away from this conversation. That's pretty good imagery right and the, there. And uh, the I logo actually does reflect that. The no, logo, oh, it's oh, just... Shit. It shows his spirit going out of Going out of his body. Okay, Leaving his body. The coffee that we're holding is called The Answer. The Answer. Yeah. It's good for everybody. To the question. To the so, question. Yeah. Okay. The the logo has got a cool little origin story. So the logo has been around since 2010, well before we ever decided to, okay, we're going to do this business thing. So a good friend of ours named Julia, she owns a coffee roasting company in Santa Barbara. They're called Dune Coffee. And... 
in 2010, she she's like real whimsical and ethereal. She's, Art she's, is too. We yeah, know people like it's this. It's great. It's great. So she decides that one day that she's going to have this art show in her cafe. And the art show is centered around myself and Jared, who is now my business partner. So she takes out just like plain white printer paper <laughs> and a Sharpie marker and starts drawing versions of myself and Jared as different characters. So. Oh. There is one where I'm a lobster and he's an octopus. There's one where we're different coffee brewing equipment, like different grinders and portafilters and espresso machines. And then there's that exact drawing that's on the bag right there where I'm a cat and he's a cloud. And she posts all of these things like all over her store. She has this art show. It's the Chris and Jared art show. Just and she it's leaves just white sharp with Sharpie. Just yeah, black yeah. Sharpie on white paper. Yeah. She puts it all over her cafe and she leaves it for, you know, like a month. And I actually have the original art show. She mailed me the papers. Oh, that's dope. So that you hang out with cool people, by the way. She's the best. Yeah. She's, she's number one stunner. So Jared and I had been writing before we ever started the podcast or anything too. We used to write a blog together and we saw that little cat and cloud thing and we're like, that looks really cool. I like it. It looks playful and fun. So we just kind of adopted the mascot as as our own. But the name didn't even exist. So you so were almost lobster octopus. We were almost lobster octopus. <laughs> lobster. We were almost oh it's it was it was unreal. Some of these things don't even have any basis you were in reality. Like a Marzocco and a VC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was one there was one where I'm I'm like a portafilter, which is a thing that you brew the espresso in, because my ears, I got the ears to stick out, so the portafilters <laughs> have the little tabs. It was oh, yeah. perfect. I got the hat and everything. It's super cool. So that was 2010. And then fast forward to, you know, 2015, 2016, we're getting Cat and Cloud going. And we have this logo. It's just sitting there, but we're not even making a connection. So we're sitting around late nights, you know, having these discussions of <laughs> what, what the it? fuck are we going to call this thing? So we've got this running <laughs> list of just ridiculous names that don't mean anything. And we're just, nothing sounds right. Nothing sounds right. Nothing sounds right. But and you know that you're using this logo. We didn't even, I don't know. We just, oh. we didn't even connect the two. It was just there. So one day, like really casually, my wife was just like, you guys have that cat and cloud logo that you've been using since 2010. Why don't you just call it cat and cloud? And we're like, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. And we, we didn't, one of the rules that we had when we were brainstorming names is that we didn't want a name that was this and that. Like we didn't uh. want the ampersand because every new hip thing is like hammer and spear, board yeah. sickle or fucking <laughs> yeah. this and that. So yeah, we didn't, we didn't explore anything like that. But in this case, because it had the history that it did and it was a story that was like really personal and unique to us. We made an exception to yeah. the rule. I mean, you might have considered it as a scrotum and rod, though. Right, right for sure. Yeah, yeah that would have been heavy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see the imagery now. <laughs> I mean, when you pick up the bag and you're just like, it's a huge dick. <laughs> Definitely want to drink this coffee. <laughs> Terrible. If there's anything I want to put in my throat, it's for sure this. So <laughs> let's keep it going. <laughs> so that's the, yeah, that's the name origin story. And, and so, yeah, it's born out of a little cafe, it's, you know, that your friend started. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's cool. I've... And I, it's been really fun to play with because the drawing itself is so simple. You know, it's kind of got that almost like really childish feel to it, which makes it fun to reimagine in all these different ways. So 
when we started doing some of the first merch and hats and shirts, we would just take it and I just, you know, redraw it, doing doing different things together, having good times. And it's <laughs> it's really easy to talk to with different artists. You know, we were looking at the mural earlier and show them the original and just kind of talk about ideas and people reimagine the characters in, in different ways. Right. And I like it because it feels like really alive. Like they're always doing something, you know, yeah. we're like holding hands, kicking it, riding around, <laughs> pulling each other around with kite. You can do yeah, anything. That's great. Yeah. yeah. yeah that and, and I just, I, we just visited this lo- new location that hasn't been really opened yet, right? Yeah. It's we're calling kind of, it soft open. Yeah. Open, you know? Soft open. Good. But it, yeah, the interior, like that whole kind of, whimsical all right that word was used earlier but just kind of that aesthetic of being kind of fun and colorful and is it, it that vibe is there. It's like a child's yeah. book it, like it, a it makes it right it gives it a cool it's a cool vibe it's like a cool there, place you know? to be with yeah. a cool energy it's yeah. i mean we don't have a ton of money so we're always trying to figure out what can we do with not a lot of money and there's the way coffee shops are now like especially coffee movement so big and a lot of a lot of key players in the game actually have a lot of investment money mm. Which is cool because you get to build out these really amazing places. But when you see enough of them pop up, a lot of them start to look like really, really similar. Just get some vintage wood. Yeah, yeah. You get the reclaim thing, and then you've like eight thousand succulents, and you're just like dialed in. Yeah, just airplanes for days. Like brass now. Whatever. Yeah, brass is cool. Little little highlights. Yeah, you can't get away from a subway tile. It's all in. So. Within that limited scope, we're just trying to figure out, like, what can we do that feels just a little bit different and maybe makes the place pop in its own different way. And with every build out, it's gone like a little bit farther. Like our first store, we're just, you know, we have, we are dirt poor. We have that's our time. On pleasure point, right? <laughs> yeah. The one on Portola. So it's like, that's funded with a tiny little SBA loan. And did you paint the walls with dirt? Just dirt? yeah. We just yeah. like smeared coffee grounds everywhere. <laughs> it was. It was it was a crazy, scary, that's pretty hardcore experience. Yeah, dude, that's a serious, immersive experience. It was a good time. Right? Yeah, yeah, you can feel it in your soul for sure. Definitely yeah, it permeates. So many locations do you guys have now? We have four now. Oh. So there's Pleasure Point, which is the original one. There's Abbott Square Market downtown. Aptos in Aptos Village just popped up where that new New Leaf is. Oh, then there's Swift over here, and then we actually. Just put, this is the most random thing ever, but there's this little cart in the county building on ocean and water. Yeah. They have this weird little atrium space that had this cart in there. And we're down there all the time because we talk to the county economic developer doing permits and stuff. It's nice to know those people when your permit's sitting somewhere in a stack to like try to have some sense of control over Mm -hmm. what's happening. They're like, you guys should make coffee here. And we're like, I don't know. Seems kind of weird, but cool. We'll do it. And we started doing it. And it's been really rad. Nice. It's like there's a lot of coffee drinkers in that building. They're in that building, and it's such a weird building because there's the people that work in the building, and they're so thankful that we're there, and they're yeah. really into it. And then the other people. The only other reason you'd be in that building is if you had to pay a parking ticket, if you had a court date. Right. So it's this weird eclectic mix of right. like, you need a, a lot of pissed off people. Yeah, there's yeah. some yeah. like really stoked people and like really angry people. Yeah. People definitely on like the worst day of their lives. Yeah. So. I mean, do you keep that aesthetic and you take it to the cart? Because that literally adds color to that place. It's yes. a fucking gray, brutalist building with nothing on totally. it. Totally. So it's pretty weird. So we're in the process of making it look awesome right now. It's this. It's the funniest thing because even though we're inside the county building, we have to submit 
for permits from <laughs> oh, the county so oh, to put up our signage and like make it uh, like so get funny. everything Hilarious. passed. So we have things in the county building submitted to the county building. Like when so you're writing like location on it, you're like literally you're, all, you're like here, <laughs> right here. <laughs> like yeah. you're turn right at it, and we're good here. Yeah. You got coffee here this morning. Yeah, it's, I live with Stacy across. It's the pretty wall. classic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. you, you also have your coffee served in other places right like, yeah we do so companion yes companion yeah. in town there's a that's couple... not officially your space but they just have your coffee they have our coffee Got yeah it. so we sell coffee to other people who have cafes or bakeries yeah. or anybody who wants to do a coffee program really who kind of believes the same stuff that we believe so that's a big part of our business too how far does that reach um where, where all over the country work? on oh, a really? regular basis oh, yeah nice. and it's in little pockets um, to, for the podcast listeners maybe uh trying to say to go you know, or is it like white label stuff kind it's of both so we were talking earlier about minati's who yeah. does the coffee uh, race, race service, service. Yeah. so we actually roast that coffee and private label it for them so you know we have the minati's labels at the roastery and slap it on there they're like friends from way back in the day so we do some of that and then most of it's branded as cat and cloud though most of it's our brand and yeah. it's all all over like la but also like florida texas yeah. middle america you know great lakes area it's anywhere and everywhere is that through a distributor or are you no we ship it all out of ourselves okay, so there's cool. no third party so the roastery doubles as it's roasting packing shipping fulfillment the where, whole whole kit is there is that? it's in the same building as the swift street cafe oh, okay. over here so it's just a few Doors units down, down. yeah right. it's on the back side of that right. oh Are so it store? makes sense for you to have the store there the new the store shop. there has yeah. been like amazing so when we first opened the roastery was in the little tiny, there's a little tiny garage area on Portola on the east side. The whole building's, that building's super fucking small. It's like 1300 square feet. Yeah. yeah. And then the quote unquote, I call it a roastery, but it's literally like, it's the size of, I think at one time it was a one car like pass through garage because it's the only part of that building that's on concrete slab. The rest of the building is not. So mm. I, mean, I think it was an actual garage. Um, the roaster was in there and we did all the packing and shipping out of there. And it was tiny and we'd spill out in a parking lot and it was, a, we had a storage unit down the street. So we're, you know, you see those big, uh, jute bags of coffee. They're like 150 yeah. pounds each. Yeah. We would just be back and forth with like our little radio flyer wagon and oh, dollies like every day just to get it done. And then when we moved the roastery, cause we needed more space, roasteries are weird because there's not a ton of social interaction there. You're kind of in a warehouse all day. Mm. So you can feel a little disconnected. So having the cafe there now and even just being in the build out with it for the past few months, it's been cool. Like it brings like a whole different energy to everybody there. That's cool. So yeah, it's sick to have it there. Yeah, that's right. Um, I know there's, uh, you have a connection with Verve and listeners might be uh, aware of Verve. Yep. How, what is the connection? Um, I mean, we, I just work there. Okay. Yeah. So. I started working in coffee. I grew up in like a small town in Central Valley. Whereabouts? Modesto. Oh, okay. Yeah. So oh, from Tulare. Call it Motown. Okay. Motown. Further, yeah. Oh. Motown. Methdesto. Whatever, whatever, whatever you want to call I, it. I, I, molesto is my. Yeah. Favorite. Molesto. Yeah. Mullet Sports <laughs> made in Methdesto. <laughs> um, started working coffee there, and then got bitten by the bug like real hard. So I dropped out of school to go work at this place called Ritual in San Francisco. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Which, so the. At the time it was, there was only one and it was on Valencia. Okay. So like 21st in Valencia. And this was like 2006 ish. They opened in 2005. 
So in San Francisco at that time, there were basically two specialty coffee companies in that zone. So there was us, Ritual, and Valencia. And then Blue Bottle, which is now everywhere, only had one tiny little kiosk in Hayes Valley on Linden Street. And it was just this little roll-up door, walk-up cart, like a couple seats outside, and that was it. And they roasted all their coffee and sold it at the farmer's market. And then in the past like 10, 15 years, the game has just exploded. So I worked there and that was really kind of where I got my jump off and, and started doing like the coffee world is crazy. So there's like barista competitions and conventions and the whole, like everything that you guys experience with car culture, you know, we yeah. experience it in a different way, like on the same level and to it's where older and worldwide. It's and just, there's so many angles it's, to it, right? It's so intense. Yeah. I always tell people, it's like, if you've ever seen that movie, best in show, yeah. it's all about oh, the yeah. dog competition. Yeah. That's like our industry, but with coffee, yeah, like, yeah. the yeah. characters are that weird. So if you're like in Silver Lake or something rather uh, than like yeah. the Valley, we're not in the Valley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I got to know really well, like at that time I got to know Jared who's my business partner now. And Jared was actually the first employee at Verve. So they were kind of opening shop while I was working in San Francisco. And Ritual was kind of a hub for people looking at, like, what is this next wave of specialty coffee going to look like? So we got a lot of, I don't know what you call coffee tourism, maybe. Mm. So they would come through all the time and visit. So I got to know Jared really well. We had some cool shared experiences. And then the people that ended up opening up Verve. So several years later, I was just kind of done with San Francisco, basically. I was like, I'm kind of over it. I just needed a change. I just needed to switch it up. It was never my speed. And Jared and I become better and better friends. And he's like, you just come to Santa Cruz and just work for us. And I was like, what am I going to do? Because they would... Were you a barista at Ritual? Um, I started off... I started off washing dishes. It was this whole process. So I wasn't on bar for a few months and then I was a barista for a long time, but then ended up moving into like education and training, which is, I really love teaching and storytelling. So teaching people how to make coffee was pretty much the bulk of my job. So new employees in education, like bringing, like maintaining quality as that business was growing and we're bringing more employees. So that's mostly what I was doing. Um, and at the time Verve was just, you know, they were like a couple years old, but it was just the shop on 41st. And it, I remember the first time I went, I was like, Oh, this place is cool, but it's going to go out of business because nobody comes uh, because pleasure point wasn't really cracking back then. Yeah. It wasn't super big and it was just a one-off coffee shop, but I was like, I'll do it. Seems cool. Yeah. And so I had an interview and I'm like, I got a house to live in. They're like, I don't know what you'll do. And I was like, I'm cool to do whatever. I just need a life change. So I just started working there and started working bar, worked behind the counter and then, everything, yeah. then did everything. Yeah. I did training and education there eventually. And then had a bunch of different jobs. I ended up working in the marketing department there. And then, uh, before I, the last job I had before I left was, uh, that's a really cool title. It's called head of business development, which oh, yeah. basically meant I ran the wholesale portion okay. of the business. So, yeah. All cool little jobs in their own right, but that that was the connection. Had and they moved to San Francisco and LA when you were there? They were on the. We were doing the LA buildouts when we left. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So this is the most hipper, hipster thing I will ever say. Let's I do think, it. Especially, and I have yeah, to put man. it out there. I'm down. It's not possible. Pre remodel Valencia ritual way better than post remodel. Yeah, I'm down. I mean, <laughs> and, I, and we talked about the whole all 
coffee shops looking the same, they went with that aesthetic. It's like, yeah. you know, and so before it was like this, like kind of dark, like little like hub of people just working and chilling. And it, I don't know, just a lot of yeah. I mean, energy the, totally changed. You the know? digital revolution happened there. It's like, you know, you, the people that are in there are the people that were working on all the weird tech shit that's going off sure. now, like yeah. people that were building. I don't know. It's it was like, it was yeah. app development yeah. central. It was cool. Yeah, I, I loved I it. It was cool. Yeah, I, you guys did not have Wi Fi, which was interesting too. We did but, not have yeah, Wi Fi. So like, I used to have to tether and stuff, but I was like, "Fuck it, I want to be in this space." Like, actually, great people there. You know? Yeah, I have a question on that. Do you guys get annoyed with people that just sit there all day and take up like three spots? I mean, we're pretty good with our our squad that comes in they're yeah. all pretty friendly so yeah. usually people are down to share okay so we don't have the problem of space hogs where someone just comes in and spreads out all over the place yeah. um people are pretty friendly with each other but okay. i we're kind of down for whatever okay it's like i mean i do most of my work out of different coffee shops so any given time of the day on any day i'm that guy too yeah i'm um, just wondering how it like it like with business and stuff because i'll go to like if I go to the Verve right over here on the west side, yeah, you walk in there, you can't even get a seat ever because like people go in first thing in the morning, and they just claim their spot, yeah, and you're like, all right, this is cool, like you know, you gotta walk outside or something. Our compromise is that for most of our spots, we have limited selection of outlets, so gotcha. the Wi-Fi I think is important. Like I couldn't do what I need to do without yeah. Wi-Fi, and then there's a couple places that have outlets. There's no outlets that. Swift. Oh, okay. Because that place, it's not fully open yet, but there's a kitchen back there. So in the morning, it'll half function as almost like a restaurant. Uh. And the outlets just didn't make sense there. Yeah. We have limited seating where people need to, you know, actually sense. eat food. But in Aptos, there's like one bank of seats that's got gotcha. So you can park there all day if you want. And then yeah, everybody yeah. else is kind of like, depending on how much your battery lasts. Yeah. It's not really a problem for us. So yeah, I'm just, I was just I wondering mean, if it becomes like a problem because you know, everywhere you go now, whether it's Starbucks or whatever, you just see a bunch of apples, like, oh, you know, yeah. every, everything, all the screens are just flipped up and that's like all you see. It's yeah. a different situation. So, um, Minati's that does again, the race service coffee pop up, their cafes don't have wifi or plugs mm. or anything. And they did that really intentional because Derek and nicely they run that place really want it to be a hub for conversation and community so they're willing to take a little bit of a hit on people that maybe wouldn't come there because they can't actually do a ton of work out of there. Yeah. Um, but the energy of the stores is fucking amazing because uh -huh. of it. So it's kind of pick your poison. Yeah, there's a compromise yeah. On, yeah. either way, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I think Lane is just, he busts out the uh, space hog thing because I used to be into like model airplanes and like <laughs> flight. So I had like all my gear everywhere like and spread out. Yeah, dude, I had jet little <laughs> things everywhere. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did not do that. I'm, I'm making that up. I'm I'm pretty, do I'm pretty down with that. <laughs> God, really Somebody actually did. Anybody want to bring a model did. airplane in the cafe? We're down. Build it. We will film you building it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, That'd be cool. A guy like doing the little ship in a bottle or something <laughs> in the corner. Yeah. You know, that's a cool scene. Or just put them on IG live. Yeah. And live stream. Uh, it. Oh yeah. Come on in. Watch that. You want to speed it up a little though. I think. You mentioned uh, food at this location. Do you do that in Aptos as well? Ah, uh, no. It really. seems like a big. Big I jump. mean, we do <laughs> we do toast beef. like the classic toast things everywhere. Oh, how much is your avocado toast? Oh. Jesus, I don't know. Talk about it's it. pretty no, reasonable. Yeah. Gentlemen like, never asked. I want to. <laughs> it's like six bucks. I have no right? fucking clue to be honest okay. with you. Yeah. We just had this thing where we were yeah. looking for a ten dollar uh, avocado toast somewhere. Oh yeah, going to be in Miami. And as we're, it was like the next day. There was a fucking sign. It was like 
1150. I'll Where was it? It was in Miami, but what, what uh, was the place called? Do you remember? No, I don't remember. But my theory, and this is not tested, but some of the avocado toasts come with eggs. That's oh a, yeah, that's a breakfast. You that's added, you had egg. cheap breakfast section. Thank yeah. you, Brian. Yeah, yeah that takes you. it. Yeah, but then you're looking into fifteen to eighteen dollar territory. No, no, that's yeah. with the. Uh, I've seen the. That, oh, I think oh. I even said it then that I've seen fifteen like twenty dollar twenty dollar avocado toast. I swear I've been to some places that sell it for. Yeah, you said you go hard. Fifteen. I know. Just from experience, that if I go uh, to Verve across the street, which I do often, if I get like an avocado toast there and go the egg route, I'm I'm pushing into that thirteen dollar yeah. range yeah, yeah, up yeah. in there. Yeah, I think you can charge whatever you want. I think so too. I think you can charge. So. Yeah, especially if you're in like L.A. or San Francisco. Well, if you put Himalayan salt on it. Yeah. Oh, it. dude. I think your avocado toast is like six bucks it, or something. Yeah, that's Almost fair. Yeah, and it has like some citrus in it. And stuff. Yeah, it does yeah. have some citrus and in it. And it's companion bakery bread. Yeah, the bread's yeah. good. That's great. Yeah. They're legit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Legit. yeah, they're friends of the program. Yeah. How'd you hook up with them? Okay, that's it. Oh, you got all the good questions. I'm, just, I'm asking Santa Cruz questions. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, what is that? So matter? this is an artisanal bread company. Is well, that yeah, I mean, they're they're a bakery. bakery. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopefully thinking that maybe if someone's got a project they're doing, they'll get some little words of wisdom from like, oh, yeah. what, what does starting up a business look like? So when we decided to open the business, like most business owner people, we did not really have a lot of money. We didn't really have a job. So I needed to work to make some money while we were doing the build out. I had known Aaron, who owns Companion, just from back in the day, just like being around Santa Cruz. And but they girl, haven't been around that long, right? Yeah, they have actually, oh, but like so, not with a retail space. Correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that when they started, they were farmers market only for Got a it. long, long time. Okay. Um. So I knew Aaron, and then Michelle, who was one of the girls who worked at the store over here. So I just went over there. I was like, "Hey, do you need help? Because I need a job." And they were totally down there like yep come on you know i was like i'll do whatever to like i can work shifts and help train and whatever nice so she brought me in it was all good and then turns out their bake shop is closed on monday so they take monday to do prep work and bake bread and stuff like that and we just kind of asked i was like hey could we just like take over the shop on monday <coughs> so before we ever had a shop we would Go in really early on the morning, Monday. We'd put out all of our coffee, which we roasted at our friend's roastery, either in Santa Barbara or Hollister. We'd like set up our bags, do the whole kit, and we would run Companion on Monday with just our stuff. Like we would buy pastry from them and oh. like staff it with huh. our people. Monday only. Yeah, yeah Monday that's only. That's and great. you know, Pop-up, yeah, Pop-up, it was like yeah. so we just threw it out on Instagram and just kind of spread the word, like tell people about it. And that was kind of like our first pseudo brick and mortar and from doing that the transition from them to them using our coffee it was just like pretty natural and then you guys sell their baked and we sell their baked goods yeah so it just it just felt like perfect and like the quality of both was they're the lobster to your cat that's it like they're octopus yeah lobster yeah yeah. that's right yeah yeah, I was going to say both you and Verb have very good taste in bakeries because oh, Verb's using Manresa. Manresa, which is like insane, yeah. insane. Yeah, they're, uh, David Kinch is on another level. Yeah. He's yeah. doing things. Yep. It's not cheap, but Big uh, you things. Know, sometimes you step, step up to a, a nice croissant. You might as well, dude. Yeah, Get a queen Companion's, of Companion's legit. We go there all the time. Sticky, so, sugary things. So I yeah. guess just for, so it's clear for our listeners, you <laughs> work at Why Verb. are we talking <laughs> about all of this shit? <laughs> Yo, they're they're like, sure where are the cars? <laughs> Who is this asshole? Dude, coffee is yeah. relevant everywhere. Yes, uh, so, it's true. So Verb, you work at a Verb, uh, sorry, a coffee place called Verb. Correct. It's a cafe. You he work did. 
You did or you do? He I doesn't. Did. No, he owns. No, he's saying, he's Cat saying he Cloud. goes to type on his computer at a verb still. You work at verb. You said that's where I was. <laughs> oh, oh I was that's like, my bad. That's was my like, bad. He means. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, <laughs> great clarity. I do some work, like Cat and Cloud work at. Like he goes there to use his yes, computer. Right. Yeah, I like do not work at Wi-Fi at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I use the amenities there yes. to do my cat and cloud I was work. Like, Holy shit! You're like brilliant. you own four coffee yeah, shops. Four and coffee I own 37 coffee shops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And two in Japan. <laughs> and you're a barista. <laughs> and yeah, a different I'm just one. a certified badass. You're you're one one only, he only takes dumps at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. yeah. And, and or I build bear grills. You're one of those. And just keep it so hot. Yeah. Are you? Are you one of those assholes that Lane called it? I just sit here with your laptop. Parker. Taking up the space, yeah, all day. I park yeah. early in the morning though, so I get up early and I go across the street first thing, and it's reading, writing, just right off the bat. Arithmetic. And, like today, do the three <laughs> R's. You gotta kill it. <laughs> today I fucked up. I went in a little later, and if you go in later, it's different crowd, dude. It's over. Yeah, you. The seating becomes more challenging, but the worst part, even though I have great conversations. Is the social interaction when I'm just trying to be in my zone. Oh, yeah. And then to your point, the little things that I can't escape are people coming up to me every time. Don't you own Cat and Cloud? Oh, what are you God. doing yeah. in here? Are you just checking out the competition and all these, you know, a lot of jokes, ridiculous little jokey platitude things. Yeah. And I'm but just like, yeah, you're, you're wearing the shirt. The yeah, hat. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm like, you're, you're dressed as Cloud. You're like, yeah, you're glasses on. Kind of. <laughs> People are like, do you still own part of this? And I'm like, I never own part of this. And <laughs> oh, I'm like, shit. Yeah. Do you own both things? It's yeah. just very confusing for people. Yes. But yeah, no, I, yeah, from San Francisco, from Ritual to working at Verve. To not working at Verve anymore, and now yeah. we have our own now created his own place. Yeah. By the way, uh, props to you on your new Swift Street spot with outside seating. That's nice. <laughs> it's so sick. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Cool. Everything we've never had. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of coffee in this town. Uh, it must be hard to kind of separate yourself from that. Not really. I mean, you would think so. Coffee is this weird thing that just kind of draws people out of the woodworks for. Whatever reason, I have no idea. I think there's people also latch onto a brand or a place, and that's their spot. Like, <coughs> it just, I don't know, something uh, nuanced about it. It's hard to put your finger on. Yeah, I mean, def people definitely have a sense of ownership over the coffee shop that they go to. Yeah. and Especially Art. He basically lives at uh, one. We, yeah. we see a lot of shared. Where where do you live? Oh, it's embarrassing. He used to be in San Francisco. Which Alpine. one? Oh, no, I live in San Carlos now. Okay. But, I mean, which it, coffee shop do you yeah, live at? Which yeah, one did you go to in San Francisco? Uh, oh, I think it's a little small one, right? It's, it's a little like, tiny one. Oh, yeah, he yeah. goes to Starbucks. Starbucks. It's fair wherever you got to go to do your work. Hey, you know? it's, he, it's he used convenient. to be a barista there it's too. Convenient, yeah. yeah. He goes boom boom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love me some good coffee, but you know, yeah, Starbucks is just really easy and convenient. Yeah, where where I'm at. But um, uh, in the city, I used to go all over the place, mostly fills. Okay, uh, yeah. Mostly fills and fills has Valley. a cult following for sure. Yeah, They're that like, was yeah. kind of the, the what you're talking about. I like the vibe in there. Like I know the system. Although sometimes I was. Maybe under the influence of other things and, and going in there, I got confused. That's um, fair. It's, it's a weird can, system. It's you can do like 10 million pour overs like 10,000 really. ways. Yeah, yeah. Like sprinkle some cinnamon in I there. I think it's cool that they ask you how whatever. it is. They can get a little yeah, personal, yeah. but also they do like the juggle. Yeah. It's strong coffee. It's well, our well, kit. Actually, uh, so I'm sorry, not camp. Cat and Cloud. Everyone, every person that's a register, they always ask you, like, what are you guys up to? What are you up to today? Oh, yeah. They do the you, little. You're probably in charge of that. Um, I mean, we're all in charge of, we had a, a vision for what guest experience yeah. looked like. Yeah. Which is huge. So I, mean, I, I actually 
I don't like that model at Whole Foods. Yeah. Because they always comment on what you're eating. Right. And I'm always like, fuck, okay, cool. You ever thought about making French toast out of that? I'm like, dude, I'm cool. I'm cool. Are you but, a artichoke? But it is kind of nice to like have a little, like, what are you up to today? And you're like, oh, nothing, just chill. And they're like, oh, sounds good. Like, yeah. it, it is a kind of nice. Yeah, it, the best, when it, when it's at its best, there's nuance to the game, right? So yeah. with the people who have been there the longest and the, people who are masters, will not have to rely on any script at all. So I might ask you what's up or what's going on or what's cracking or how whatever feels natural to me, and you'll tell me something. And then you're a G when you come in next time, and you're like, dude, Lane, what up? How was that thing that you were working yeah, on? Yeah. And you can you know right. name it and claim it. Mm-hmm. But also read people and where they're at. So it's like sometimes, you know, I'm a nice enough guy, but sometimes I just don't want to fucking talk to anybody. Yeah. And when customer service people are attuned to that and they can see like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give him a little sprinkle of happiness and then let him be. Cause he right. feels like he's in his zone. And like, that's where the magic of guest service is, I think. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely something to it. Like everyone's super nice at all the stores I've been to, you know? So you're yeah. doing something, right? Thank you. Yeah. yeah. We For just sure. want, we really wanted to take it to the next. I mean, our mission statement is to leave people feeling happier than we found them. Yeah. So if you interact with us in some way, whether it's coming in to get coffee, you got toast, or maybe you were just wandering around the parking lot and be like, I'm looking for the light studio. Is it in this building? And we give you directions. Yeah, yeah. If the, <laughs> if the conversation, you know, leaves you feeling good, like we feel like we've done our job. Yeah. That's why, you, uh, probably the, the people behind the counter specifically did not call you guys out on wearing matching t-shirts. Oh, they didn't yeah. want to make you feel better. They're sick it. matching shirts. Yeah. And hats. <laughs> and hats, dude. Yeah. It was brothers. Yeah. Really 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 Twins. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing you guys doing. suck. He's like, you guys kind of suck. Oh, like, yeah, basically. Well, um, we start our, ra- we know we do these d- car rallies and yeah. we start our rallies a lot at car, you know, close to coffee shops. So we always look for these cool spots like San Juan Batista. There was a that really was cool rad. place. Where'd you go? Vertigo? Vertigo. Vertigo. Yeah, yeah Vertigo. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, we used to roast our coffee there. Oh, okay. So before we had our roaster installed, we would either drive to Santa Barbara or drive <laughs> to Vertigo. That's a great spot. To go. They're super dope. Yeah. yeah. It's got They're the tight. roaster in the room with yeah. stuff. And, so, and, and then there's like a spearhead in... Um, Oh yeah, yeah. Paso. In Paso, yeah. where we started in the square right there, so everyone goes to Spearhead yeah, Coffee. It's a cool and spot, cool spot. Like, you know, I think we, you you kind of become a little bit of a coffee nerd, anyways, just because of cars and coffees and stuff like that. And you're For sure. you're trying all these different coffees and stuff. But um, there's definitely a strong connection. With, yeah. with the two, and I that's kind of how we came to know each other. And you were at one of our morning motors, right? Yeah. So th- I mean, there's well, I found out I did this little tiny hiatus in San Luis Obispo for a year between here, uh, between working at Verve and then opening Cat and Cloud. And that was actually when I first found out about the podcast, which I don't know how I stumbled upon it, but I was just look, I did a drive. I had a, like a morning commute basically. And I was just like, I want to listen to automotive stuff. Nice. So I'm just like searching for automotive stuff. And then you popped up and I'm like, these motherfuckers in Santa Cruz that is so weird. Like, that's funny. because I did, I had no idea when I was here. I'm just glad that we're so broad now that automotive stuff will bring up DWA. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you were, you were hot in the search and this was yeah. a few years ago. So yeah, yeah. yeah. great glad words, right? Lee? Great work. Yeah. And then I kind of like in through the course of opening the business was just like lost touch with everything. Cause you're just like deep, sure. deep in the game. And then just as of recently have been kind of like diving into cars a little bit more and just like recapturing some of that 
that magic where it's like, oh, I got a little more time on my hands. Like I've always been in the cars. Just I like we need to go. We need to do stuff. And then connecting with some people. So like like whose sister owns Coffeeville? That's my sister. That, okay, yeah. cool. I went in there one time and was just talking to them and is down in Watsonville. It was or? before they moved. So, so yeah, the county building thing is funny because they opened their first spot was well, I guess second spot was right near the county building where the kind Oh no was. way. And that oh, was, yeah. Was yeah. Kind, yeah. It was like on ocean or water. Yeah, yeah, I right was too confused. Yeah. Yeah, and they and that was like a discovery is like, "Oh, all these people like need coffee. They're yeah. like so stoked that we're here." Yeah, so that I went in there and then somehow made that connection and then it was just it was just like a slow burn after that, which is getting just randomly meeting people like met uh, Clark with the K trucks around the way. And then my good friend, David, who runs Super Wow Factory, which I don't know if you know who they are. So he's in town and his whole business is he makes motorsports liveries, mostly like really really intense like japanese like almost 90s throwback cool wait does, huh. he, have, does he have an e36 m3 no he I no that's he that, that one. racer guy yeah did i wonder if he made his the pink and like it's like a throwback livery to an old Silas japanese Montgomery or something i don't it's know if he's done on an e36 so he's done a couple he does a lot of stuff he did stuff for um oh geez i'm blanking on the name it's the company that it's power vehicles, like the company that rents out cars. If you go to Ebisu Circuit in Japan and oh, you just yeah, want to rent yeah, yeah. like cars All to the, drift, the drift, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he he's done stuff for them. He did a a couple things for like Adam LZ. Okay, um, so more drift stuff. More drift stuff. The yeah. drift community is a community he's in. He, uh, he did delivery for I don't know if you saw the Hyperdrive show. Yeah, the dude with the FD, the dude with the FD in the Hyperdrive show. Uh, his name is Aaron. So. Dave. Oh, he's on Donut now. Is that him? Uh, I don't know. But hmm. well, David... I'm trying so to remember the FD. It's like a pinky purple lightning bolt. Like It's actually on the thumbnail for, I think, the hyperdrive. Like when you're searching through Netflix, oh, cool. it's the car that pops up. I didn't see it, but I... I can imagine it. I think well, it's the dude that's on Donut Media's like YouTube channel now. He, it might and be. He's helping because like, we interviewed Donut, the Donut guys, a few okay. like a month ago, and um, he does like the project, the three fifty Z's. I think he was on one of those teams, and but he's like the expert. Yeah, intense, light oh, yeah, that car. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> all of that is reflective too. So if you, you know, if you take a flash photo with that, like it all glows. Yeah. You'll probably see this. There's this super wow hit somewhere on that car, but he he's what, really. What's the guy's name? I want to follow on Instagram. Okay, he's so in Santa Cruz. Here, yeah, here's the kick of the Instagram thing. So, and I just gotta. He does those liveries, and they're fucking crazy. And some of the processes that he does with the, like they're you know people look at him like oh it's a nice wrap, and it's like it's not a wrap. A lot of it is like really like intensely die cut layered vinyl and. He does some processes that nobody else does, and they're kind of a trip. Like, he did this, like, black and green. I'll have to send you guys pictures. It's just bananas. But he doesn't promote that work at all. He huh. makes, he also makes stickers for a bunch of other people. So if you look at the Super Wow Factory Instagram, all you'll see is just stickers that he's made for other people. Mm-hmm. And he's got this whole plan to start promoting his own work a little bit more and going for that. But, you know, he does all the stickers for like shirts tucked in and Oh okay. all, yeah, like all a bunch of bunch of 
all those guys, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, he's in, he's in Santa Cruz. So he's been coming to the morning motors too. In, oh, cool. In like a variety of cars. So his garage is full of things. They have, you know, R32 Skyline. He's got a 86 also, which has like a pretty cool story to it. A couple of S14s and S13, like all, just all kinds of awesome. stuff. Like, so I'd been hanging, I saw him at the cafe, like since we'd opened and he was just always there doing work, always there doing work. We'd talk casually. And then one day I walked by him and he's just on his computer. It's just wheels. He's just looking at wheels. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you do, dude? Like what yeah. are you doing in here? <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, I, you know, I work in tech. He's like, but I, you know, we build cars. I was like, oh, fuck. Well let's party. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's kind of been like slowly rediscovering the community. Like he's the one who introduced me to Clark and then started coming to morning motors. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Which has been dope. Cause it's been forever since I've done something like that. I think the last time I probably went to cars and coffee before this new swing of morning motors was like, you know, Canepa a couple mm-hmm. times, um, which is pretty fun. But other than that, I mean the flurry of starting a business kind of leaves you, just with kind of stars in your eyes. You're like, I don't know what's happening in my life. Yeah, not a lot of free time. Yeah, not a lot of free time. What's up? What is up? What's up, dude? Uh, I wanted to tell you a quick story about heel and toe apparel. Do you have a second? I have all day. Whoa. I don't need that much time, but uh, let me get right into it. So I, I have one of my coziest shirts, most comfortable shirts I own, is the Heel & Toe Apparel No Limits Autobahn shirt. It it's is the blue a, one? It's almost a DWA blue, uh-huh. coincidentally, and it's got the No Limits uh, Autobahn sign. Yep. That one's cool. On I it. don't have that one. Incredibly comfortable. I wear it all the time. Um, and I wore it uh, camping, and my buddy, my good friend, best bud, Tyler... Saw it, and he loved it because he had an inside joke in college in Texas regarding the Autobahn. So I won't get into the joke. It's uh, it's long. I won't bore you, fine it's listeners. Blue. But um, he was like, ah, oh, man, I love that shirt. That's great. And so I told him about it. But then I thought, you know what? I'm going to buy him one. So I bought him a heel and toe apparel shirt. I sent it to him. Super stoked. It was great. Did you use the discount code? Absolutely did. And we'll okay. get into that in a second. But um, he wore the shirt... Uh, to a Texas friend's bachelor party uh-huh. who were in on that said joke. Gotcha. They loved it. So then mm-hmm. he went and bought everyone the same shirt. That's so rad. So he went like 12-pack to the yeah. uh, Heel & Toe Apparel website to buy this shirt. I think he got a couple other goodies. I hope uh, he used heelandtoeapparel.com forward slash DWA. He absolutely did because I hooked him up with that code. That'll get you 20% off your purchase. Um, and they got some new stuff in the store. And also, uh, you had taken a couple photos, uh, of your brother wearing yeah, some gear. Modeling. I was down with those. Yeah. Very attractive, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, yeah. don't think, I don't want to say too much, but, uh, he was <laughs> doing really well and, uh, looks good. So, um, I wanted to share that with the listeners. It's never, never too late to get more heel and toe apparel gear. They've always hooked us up with our rally shirts, mm-hmm. uh, which will actually be. We have some more coming That's very right. shortly. Yeah. So, uh, anyhow, go check out Heel and Toe Apparel uh, at com, and use DWA at checkout for 20% off, and uh, they'll hook you up. Word. See ya.
And so you mentioned that you've always been a car guy, but then, you know, the coffee thing kind of took over your life. Like, how did that start? Like, how, 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 what cat, what was the catalyst for that? What was your first car? Oh, my first car? Ooh, first car is cool. Okay. So my first car was a hand me down from my grandpa. And it was a 1972 Ford Torino wagon. Oh, whoa. So, headlight, heavy right? duty. B- yeah, big, huge motherfucker. 351 Cleveland, which, like, you know, the people know that, like, the Cleveland's got, like, the big port heads, which is basically what they use on the 302 block to create, like, the Boss 302. Like, um, so kind of a, it was a pretty rad car. I mean, I, it wasn't, like, my perfect car, but I was like, it's a free car. Mm. For a kid who doesn't have a car, and I'm like, dude, I'm double, mobbing double this thing. Seat. Double bench seat. That's epic. Yeah, that's so rad. Like uh, it had no, so it had the double bench, and then instead of you know, <laughs> some have the seat that pops up facing outward or whatever. This had this really weird compartment in the back where there was this like piece of floor, and then it had this secret hatch where you just lift up the floor, and then there's like a compartment that's empty down there. Oh, it's yeah, not a like spare a tire. Like a it's kind of like an internal trunk. But it looks like something that you would hide drugs in. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what it looks like its function was for. Yeah, so maybe it wasn't an option from the factory and it was a drug dealer. I have no <laughs> idea what it was, but it was probably something super sketchy. Yeah, it was probably like uh like making runs from South America kind of thing going up. So that that was my first car. And then the first <laughs> car that I ever bought was a sixty seven Mustang. Whoa. Um nothing crazy, you know, like two eighty nine, just real Real notchback, notchback, yeah. yeah. I mean, fast, fastback was the dream. Yeah, yeah, it was a coupe, but that shit was like, even then, was just so rare and unattainable. And like, we didn't have like growing up, I didn't have a ton of money, but my mom was like, if you work and you want to buy something, I'll basically match you. Mm. So you know, this was. Back in the day before, you know, you would look for ads in the paper. There's no Craigslist. There's no fucking internet or anything. So, or there was a spot in town where people would park all their cars that were for sale. So I went and saw, and there were, there were a couple that were in that zone. I I think I only paid like a couple thousand bucks for it, maybe 2,500 bucks. And now I'm like, I probably should have bought a 65 or 66. But the reason I bought... The 67 is that the chassis grew, like the car physically grew a little bit. And that was the first year of the bigger car. And it was the first year that they offered like the big block. So I had like big block dreams Uh, in my mind. So I'm just like, I'll buy whatever car I can. And then I'll throw the 390 in it somehow with no money. But I'll do it because I'm just like, you know, I'm just a believer. And I'm like, I know too, because they did the, you know, the Shelby's that year, like the GT 500, the 67, 68. So I was like, I know that in some weird world, I could put like a 428 Cobra jet in here <laughs> and that will totally work. It's doable. It's doable. Yeah. You know, I have no concept of money except for that. I don't have any, but I'm just like, <laughs> you're, it's leaving like, the option open. It's, yeah, it's like, don't know I'm going to put old, a fucking big yeah. block in and you're buying car. a car. So obviously it's your I'm forever buying, car. Yeah. It's going to be my forever <laughs> car. You're never going to get another car. I'm I mean, never going to have <laughs> another car. <Yeah>. So <laughs> make the right decision now. Yeah. And the, the funny thing about that car is that I still have a car with no, oh, with man. no motor in it. So, 
waiting for the Cobra Jet. Waiting for the Cobra Jet. Yeah. My brother is a total gearhead. Like he would be killer on the podcast. So I'm into cars, but he builds Where anything he? and everything. He still lives in Modesto. Okay. Um, what do you call his babe? Yeah, his we babe. Up him and it, John Jesse. Him and his babe. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys should hook him up with we any got, of the we friends. We got a buddy who comes out for our rallies and morning motors. Oh, they're Modesto. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, they yeah. do gnarly stuff. He is LS swap rear drive VW cabbies. I saw that yeah. thing. Yeah, that Modesto. thing was sick. That's a Modesto car. Fuck yeah, it is, dude. It's, yeah, it's a total Modesto <laughs> You're like, car. hell yeah, dude. Represent. So he was always he was always building stuff. You know, he'd be like, they'd buy trucks, um, chop them in half, shorten the frame, like turn it into sand rails, <laughs> run like weird long travel suspension, yeah. take it to Pismo, you know, do the whole dune thing. He came home one day with this uh, Jeep, some sort of old weird random Jeep Wrangler. So I, I ran the I ran the Mustang like all through high school. When I bought it, it was primered, just shitty interior. Just the whole thing was fucked. But I worked on it like all the time. There was this dude, Bob, around the corner. And Bob was a car guy. And Bob, for whatever fucking reason, was like down to help out this 17-year-old <laughs> oh, kid working right. on his car. So Bob's like doing stuff. It came, you know, with um, a three-speed, bought like a... Bought a four-speed, you know, we did the four-speed swap. He's like, help me out, yeah. new clutch, did the whole um, uh, Grab-A-Track is a company that makes, like, suspension components for vintage Ford. So, you know, new leaf springs, new coil springs, new shocks, like, the whole kit just to get it sorted so that it would, you know, basically drive. Yeah. Did the body work, ended up painting it, the whole the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Like, try, tried to take it, tried to take it, you know, where I could. This is yeah. a, And you had a mentor. That's awesome. Over time, Art yeah. And I have, to this day, I have no idea why. Like, we weren't particularly good friends. Like, <laughs> he knew my brother better than me, but he was just down to help me That's work fine. on this what, thing. Did he wear, like, any kind of cool glasses? <laughs> or... No, he, the coolest thing about him was he would smoke weed all the time. All right. And he had this pipe that he he called it the biper right. and he said that it was a pipe and it hit like a bong so he just like mashed the words together and he called it a biper and he, he was he was super down and like i don't know he's a character so he's just down as fuck so you know we'd work on the car all the time and then around that time i started a friend of mine introduced me to the weird crazy world of japanese cars and and I ended up getting uh S14 240SX and was kind of driving that thing around. And my brother bought this brought this Jeep home and he found out that the like the pattern on the bell housing for the transmission mission of the Jeep was the exact same as the 289 that was in the Mustang. So he's just like, "Can I have your motor?" I'm like, "What are you going to put uh, in that thing?" Yeah. <laughs> and he did. So he did like some <laughs> 289 Ford swap into yeah. this Jeep, right. which I'm so bummed that I let him do it because that was the day that, like, from that day on, like, I've, I've never driven my car. It's wow. just, Is it in Modesto? It's in Modesto at my dad's. Okay. It's just sitting there, and he kind of donked it with his truck one day. So mm. it's not bad, but it's a little bit. But the body was, like, pretty fucking nice, and mm. now it's got a little thing in there. But it's there. So I do still have my first car, which is nice. That's so cool. I don't have That's any plans great, with great it, cool. but someday, yeah, someday yeah. it's going down like ten Helps or fifteen years from now. Place in Modesto to keep your first car. That's the only way that's going to happen. Yeah, it gets sold. You know, the 
oh yeah after you had it or whatever and it's yeah, yeah it's like i mean also like for people that are not from the area it is a very dry place <laughs> very you know, good car place like in terms of Excellent. rusting and all that kind of shit it's a pretty ideal spot to oh yeah a car. it's perfect it's a perfect yeah. place to have a yeah, car not too hot no not too yeah hot. you just park it under an overhang or in a garage and you're dialed yeah. like there's It'll no mold dusty. like here you'd have some mold issues yeah. Or yeah. and It'll it'd be all funky yeah some rodents but yeah yeah it wouldn't take much to throw a motor in either no no it really wouldn't they're everywhere it's really just but they're like where i'm at now i'm like i I can see where that car could be and i could i don't think i could ever just throw a motor in it it takes a lot of money i would i would just be like pulling the car out and like let's do a build right. you know right. and go all or nothing yeah which i plan on doing it someday probably not in the next like 10 years but at some point yeah because you, you want to wait to be able to do it right yeah i want to have like all of the excess money i need and like all the planning and everything and like i you know i don't need like a daily driver or anything so i'm just Let's fucking make that happen. Take it, take it to the moon. Unicorn. Unicorn. Yeah. I mean, some, I, ha, I have a vision that's like a cross between like a modern car and then some of those cars that era that you'd see at like Laguna Seca for the classics or like yeah. the Trans Am stuff. It's yeah. got a little bit of like a, for like a cool, especially. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. That was a good Trans Am car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's something between like a modern car and that is, is in my mind, but. I don't know, you know. So you're and, thinking like modern drivetrain, like old old school aesthetics, like the, yeah, like some sort of old school aesthetics. Maybe like meet in the middle with the wheels. Like do some like uh, like CCW classics or something. Okay. And I don't know. Yeah, and then probably, I mean, if I did it right now, I mean, like Coyote Motor makes sense. Yeah, that'd be cool in there. Um, but I don't know what's gonna happen in the next ten years. Yeah, like. Who oh, knows? Yeah. With, 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 with laws for such things? I mean, or? I don't know about laws or no, like anything cooler. Yeah, you know? Like, what's going to, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. No, I don't know. What kind of swap's going to be easy then? What do you have now? Driving? Yeah. Uh, right now, I drive an AE86 Corolla. Nice. We talked about this on last podcast yeah. or one of them. Mm -hmm. yeah. We talked about your car quite a bit. What actually. year is it? It's a 1985. Okay. Um, it is from Canada. Huh. So the car before this was the E36 M3, which is what I had. I had a bunch of different cars in between, like uh, a couple different S14, 240SXs, S13. My favorite car probably in in between like now and then was uh at a em1 civic si oh, no. with a like gritty turbo kit and like every fucking bolt on that you could do because i built it kind of na first and then i was just like let's fucking turbo this motherfucker and that shit was that shit was popping how long did you have it before it got stolen uh yeah exactly <laughs> i ended up selling it and i kind of wished i wouldn't have yeah but what color I, was it it was red okay i really wanted the electron pearl blue because it yeah. was just like the dream yeah yeah but i think you know i was i was like real excited and i found this one car and the price was right and i that's and, cool and i bought it and that thing was that thing was fun. It was. Yeah, they look good in red, though. They look good in red. It was really fun to drive. It was super light and like, sure, it's front wheel drive, but it, like, it wasn't really a thing for me at the time. And with turbo on it, it like it went pretty good. And that kit's like kind of a the Grady kit was like kind of a basic bolt on kit, and then we like did a couple things with the downpipe and like kind of ran. Proven I ran right? a straight pipe. Yeah. yeah, it was super reliable, yeah. and I never had any problems That's with cool. it. But that shit would fucking go. I mean, like eight thousand RPMs on a B sixteen with the turbo is like <laughs> it sounded cool. It yeah, felt cool. Insane. You know, you get yeah. like part of that like revy motor and then like part of that boost and. 
we would go out and that was when we used to do. So we were close to the the drag strip in, in Sac. So they would run like Wednesday night street legal drags. But then where we would go race is like up near Tracy, which is outside the valley a little bit. And we drive up to Mountain House. Anywhere. Turn, turn <laughs> yeah. off on Mountain House. And I remember the first time I went to like a proper street race. This was probably like, I don't know what year this was, 2002, 2003, something like that. Um, I was like, we're just going to go. We're going to go see what's up. We're going to go watch. I heard all these people go there. So we are driving down the freeway. We get off on Mountain House, and it's just this huge industrial complex. There's there's nothing there. And, you know, this is like huh. the early days of the Internet, so nobody's got an iPhone or anything like that. You know, nobody knows anything. If you're there, you're there. If you're not, you're not. And came around the corner and turned onto the road, and no shit, I was like, oh, my God. It's like this fucking weird real-life version of, like, Fast That's and Furious. Hilarious. Yeah. I was fucking tripping no balls on it. Like both sides of the street, there's these huge wide streets in this industrial park, just lined with cars, just people lined up, hanging out, watching. And it's not, you know, like, pe- like really eclectic people and like super hot chicks with no clothes on like yeah. in the movies, but there's like a ton of fucking people out there. Yeah. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> and I was driving with this dude who I, I, just barely met like a friend of a friend from Modesto. We took a few different cars out there. And as we were driving, I realized I was driving, like trying to go park on the side of the road, but I was actually where everyone was staging to kind of line up. (laughs) And I was like, how do I get over there? And they're like, dude, you got to run them. And I was like, okay, so let's fucking go. So I was, we're in this car. I mean, this car was, dude, I don't know. I've never done anything like this before. And I'm lined up next to this like EG civic hatch with some sort of swap. I think it's probably B18 or something like that. And I like look at the dude and he's just like this dude. And we're like, you know, <laughs> sets of cars are going in front of us. And so we we line up and I'm like, cool, here we go. Just straight drop, you know, no count off or anything. Fucking boom. I'm out. And it was like a pretty good race, but I beat him. Yeah. And I was so like, my adrenaline was so, I was like, this is everything I ever wanted as a child. Like yeah. these are my dreams coming true right before my eyes. Like you I see the crowd. just I can't fucking believe this. Like, dude. It was, so, it was so cool. So I was like, I was pretty fucking hyped. And then, you know, you drive around, like you go down the, like whatever the drag strip is, and then you can turn off on either side into the parking lot on either side. And then you can kind of go park on the side. So I go in and I park and catch up with the crew that's over there. And we're all just standing on the side of the Vin road. Diesel like, and- yeah, Vin Diesel, Paul's there, <laughs> all the homies. Yeah, you had to put all buddy? the bolts in your floorboard. Yeah. Well, back that's in your why floorboard. the guy lost. Yeah. He lost his yeah. The, for yeah. some reason, the floorboard like sparks yeah. and rivets just like came out like yeah. manifold pressure too high. Yeah. <laughs> so we're standing there and then this, this dude walks up to me. Or he walks up to the group actually, and he's Hector, just like, yeah, "Exactly, <laughs> no, this was more like uh, Johnny Tran, actually." Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, tough Asian kid. Yeah, who was, Honda uh, two thousand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this guy's running a Honda two thousand. <laughs> yeah. So he rolls up to the group, and he's like, "Whose red SI is that?" Oh, oh damn! Oh. And I, without even thinking about it, I'm just like, "That's mine!" <laughs> like, I'm like super psyched on it, and he's like. We're going to race. And I'm oh, like, what? Oh, I was like, no, dude, I'm just here to chill. And he's like, no, you just be my homie. We're, we're racing. And I was like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> like this, dude. I 
dude, are you kidding me? Going down the gauntlet. It's are going we in a movie right now. Yeah, so then it was just. It was, you guys pull out switchblades and kind of like hold hands and <laughs> wrestle around a little so bit. So legit, I was scared because this dude looked like a like a tough guy and he was. Yeah. I'm like. I was like kind of a quiet kid and this dude just like walked up. He was by himself, walked up to a group of like 10 people and was just like, whose car is that? Yeah. He was like really aggressive. And I'm just like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Like, I don't know if I should be doing this. Like, should I line back up or but should I'm I, whoop his ass. should I leave? <laughs> and I did. I beat him. Oh, nice. damn. And then it was getting like, he got he, his girl. I, I got him. <laughs> I got his girl. I was like, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> so I beat that car, which was actually a really fast car. It was another swap civic. Um, and then his friend was like super bummed out about it. And he's like, let's do it again. I'm going to drive this time. So I had to race the car again. Uh. And they beat me that time. They were, they were, they, that thing pulled pretty hard, but yeah, that night was just fucking nuts. And we used to do that every, every once in a while. We go out there and that was, that was the jam. I had Dude, a, I had this a, a few nights of the same thing in Fremont. They would, oh they yeah. In Milpitas. They would basically meet at a in and out and then everyone would just yes. go in a line mm-hmm. and kind of like roundabout way, get on the highway, take, take the exit, get back on the highway, kind of like to, I guess like blow off <laughs> cops or whatever. Right. And then they would go into some industrial parkway yeah. and full on drag races. Like so that. fun. Yeah. It is amazing. And then it was even a weird time, like you were saying before the internet. So was, you kind of just had to know where to be and where you had to, to know where to be. be. Yeah. You had to yeah. know someone who knew someone. Yeah. And then it was, it was cool though, because once you were there, like, you know, it's not getting busted most of the time right. because no one's filming it and putting it on the phone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No one can like hit Twitter and tell yeah. someone where you're at. The second time we were there though, we did get rolled on by the cops and it was amazing. So it's just, everyone jumps in, right? And yeah, everyone just jumps in yeah. and bolts and it felt really mellow actually because cops came in from both sides and like there's, you know, some sirens and then there's two cops on either side just like standing there with their shotguns or whatever. But really they're just trying to defuse the situation. Exactly. Get right. out and there, here, there's yeah. so many cars to where it's like maybe one or two people got tickets or something, but really you just kind of like drive by the cops and like get on the freeway and go on your way. It's not like, Oh my God, it's fucking. Yeah. They're just or, trying to break it up. Yeah. They're not, it's, it's no one's doing it. Uh, Johnny or Tran. Or yeah. They don't want to deal with Johnny Tran and it's the Valley, you know, we're in the central Valley and it's like, it's all like they're a bunch of good old boys. Cars, yeah. Right? They're, you know, I, you know, you know, the guys from high school and they're, yeah. you know, they're, well, they, they, those cops literally did the same thing when they were, yeah. for so sure. It's like, that, for that sure. Thing, right? yeah, yeah. So they're, they're in the game. Um, what, what tires do you remember? <laughs> yes. I used to run drag radials on the front oh, of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Even that first day? Um, I had the drag radials on before that because I, even though I'd never really like raced before, I was just in the zone of like, I want something that's sticky as fuck because mm-hmm. after I turbocharged it, the like, it didn't really want to hook up in the first place anyway. Yeah. Like, Launching the launching a B sixteen all motor is like already this like art where you're like kind of at starting at like six thousand RPMs and then like feathering everything the right way so that you can like catch and be Stay in VTEC like right away. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, you know, VTEC just kicked in super hard. So when I did the turbo kit, I was like all kinds of torque steer, wouldn't hook up at all. And I just was like, I don't know, fucking drag radials. Let's put those on. They're quote unquote street legal. And you know, they weren't great handling tires, but they definitely helped. They definitely helped the hookup. So yeah, 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 that shit was dope. (laughs) So so what's next? What's next? Jeez. I don't don't know what's next. Well, uh, yeah. What are you going to do with this Toyota? What's the story on the Toyota? Story on the Toyota. Yeah. Cool. So I was running the E36 for a while and just kind of like wanted to change. 
I had seen the first time I ever saw a 86 was in some weird, I don't know. I saw purple Levin. So like the Levin's with the fixed headlights and the terrain. I was got the, the pop-up headlights. Um, Levin hatchback that was like purple and some old like JDM kind of magazine. And I had at one point in time had a Fox body Mustang and I thought that that car looked like a little mini 5.0. I was like, it's kind of, it's, you know, it's like, it's got the same kind of like hatchback. It's got like Uh similar, like, Late eighties, early nineties kind of aesthetic. Big like, greenhouse, yeah. Yeah. The front end is like just chopped like square, right? right? Yeah. Like, so the yeah, like on a five oh Mustang, like a Fox Body Mustang, like the front end looks a lot like that Levin front end. Not so much like the pop ups like I have, but mm. I just thought it was kinda cool. I was like, Oh dude, that thing's cool. Like I you know, I don't know much about it, but it's super tight. Um and then I just kind of had this like, ongoing fantasy about it. So when I was looking to move to something different, I was just like, I'm going to get the A86. We're going to, we're going to make it happen. No big deal. I'll, you know, sell the, sell the M3, pick one up real quick. No way. And I, <laughs> then I started looking and I was like, what the fuck did, am I in for? Like these things are impossible to find. Yeah. I knew I wanted an original GTS and not like SR5 conversion. Um, and I knew I wanted a hatchback. And they're so, all modified. So I, yeah, and they're all modified. So I basically wanted like the most rare version that I could ever find that just doesn't exist. And so they rust. They too. rust. So yeah. yeah. So the story gets even thicker. So we're looking everywhere, all over the place. Um, David from Super Wow is helping me look. Um, and we see a couple things. Nothing's working out. You know, there's some shit in LA that's listed for like $16,000 and it's got all these weird like body kit things on it that I'm just like, eh, I don't want to have someone else's problem. A car came up on Victoria Island in Canada. Oh, also I knew I wanted to paint the car red. So I wanted an original red car. Mm-hmm. So a car came up that was gold car. It was an originally red, like GTS a 86 that had been repainted gold. For all intents and purposes, it looked pretty clean. And the price was, the dude had it listed for like $7,000. Had a 20 valve swap, oh, like so. a TRD diff, like all of these, all these things. And it, you know, it was like kind of modified in its own way. And it wasn't perfect, but it was originally red. Like the door sills were still red and everything. And for the most part, it looked pretty good. And he, I was just like, I don't know. And David's like, dude, we got to go. Let's go get it. I was like, you fucking serious? <laughs> right? We're just going to go to Canada. And like, what? Yeah. Like he's all just driving back. And I'm like, chill. Like, what are we going to do? With, <laughs> like, what are we going to do with customs? And he's like, you know, you can import any vehicle like prior to 1989, you know? So you look into the laws as long as it's in original unmodified condition, which w- this one was not, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but we were kind of just feeling spicy. So he's like, dude, we're going. And I'm like, cool, let's go. So we bought plane tickets, talked to the guy. Um, he seemed like a really cool guy. Don't tell. It was Johnny Tran guy. It was. That would have been <laughs> sick. <laughs> this dude's name was Sean, and he was like the fucking nicest guy ever. Canadian. Victoria, yeah. Canadians right. are just nice, and right? Victoria is super nice. So <laughs> we we fly out to Victoria, you know, Go get food, do the overnighter thing, and the next morning. Like you have to get like a seaplane and land in the water or something. They, do they have that option. Yeah. They have like a little airport, but I was like hoping we would get on some pontoons or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. It seemed like it would have been super hype. Like, so we we go we go to meet up with the dude. So we pull up at his house and we beat him there because he apparently he works on the ferry. 
So there's a ferry that goes back and forth from Washington to Victoria. And yeah, he I've works on it. the ferry. I've yeah. Ferry, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Angeles, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're waiting for him to get done with work. We see the gold or yellow or whatever, 8-6 in the driveway. We're kind of checking it out. It looks pretty good. It's got a little bit of rust on the, like some of the quarter panels and the dash is cracked. And so we're just, but it still looks pretty good. And we, uh, we hear this car coming, you know, we just, you just hear this exhaust. I'm like, Oh, someone's coming. So we look in the mirror and we see dude coming in a perfectly pretty much bone stock red original A86, which is the car I have now. And I'm always just like, like he pulls up and we introduce each other and I'm like, dude, what is this? Yeah. And he's like, Oh yeah, that's my daily. And I was like, what? So he's got that car. He's got the gold car. He's got an FD. He's got an S14. He's got cars for days. Dang. So we're looking at the gold car and it's like fine. Yeah. And I'm just like, can I sit in the red car? And he's like, yeah, yeah, totally. Go ahead. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the red car, like uncracked dash, no rust, which I found out that that red car was an original island car. And for whatever reason, I don't understand the climates, but like cars that have been on like that island their whole life don't rust as much because it doesn't snow as much there. They don't salt the roads. Like, whereas the gold one was from the mainland and it had a bunch of rust that needed to be fixed. So I'm like, bro, what's up with this car? And he's like, 100% not for sale. No chance. I'm like, fuck. It's literally, it's it's like everything that I've been dreaming of. It's, It's fucking perfect. And he's like, yeah, I just can't. Like this is, so he had the gold car and then, was looking for the perfect example and found the red car and that was his car. So we're looking at the gold car, you know, driving the car, come back, chatting with him. And we're, I was just like, dude, if I never would have seen that car, I would have bought this gold car and been out of here. But I, I literally cannot buy this car with this thing staring me in the face. Even if you won't sell it to me, it's just everything I want. And I need to have this car. Or something exactly like it from somewhere this is else. Such a dramatic scenario. Dude, I can't believe that this is happening to so, you. So a hostile takeover. It, dude, <laughs> I know. it's it's bananas. That's so, a that's a shitty situation for you. Kind of. Yeah. Because so, you're up there so and you're far. like, and you would have been so stu- you would have been pretty stoked on the gold car. I would have been pretty. And I'll tell you what, I was I was like one. There was one thing that put me over the edge on the gold car. I almost was like, maybe I could, maybe I could go home with this gold car because the, the chassis is so hard to find in this configuration and it's going to be a good like base for a project. And then I, like when I went to get in the car, he had, um, shaved the door locks mm. and you know, the, the stock tumblers weren't in there with mm. the key. And I was just like, ah, oh, like, I don't no. know. That's and it's like, obviously everything thing. can be reversed, but I was just kinda, like, it just yeah. kind of feels weird. Yeah. And, and I was like, dude, if the Previously, locks like a custom door, and you're like, uh, yeah, I was like, if the locks were there, like, I don't know. It did. It yeah. That, feel the project right. gets so much bigger, right? Yeah. There, it's right? like every little thing adds up and like, you're already where you looking. Gonna, where are you going to drill the hole to mount it? It might <laughs> right. be a little bit off. Is it going to be perfect repli- or not? Right. Like, I just want to replace the door. Though. Exactly. What's yeah. in there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that put me over the edge. So we're like, he's a super nice guy, like really cool dude. So David and I just go into his house and. We're like, there's gotta be a, there's gotta be a magic number. Bag over the head. Kind so of yeah, we just choked him out, left him in the closet. <laughs> the glove doesn't fit like full yoga. And 
We just start throwing money at him. So he, you know, he was asking seven for the gold car for the gold car. And we're like, you know, what about 10? Like, would you take 10? And he's like, no. And we're like, what about 11? No. And then we ended up in the kitchen. It was David, myself, him. This is eight hours later. This is, this is probably three or four hours later. Did wow. he have the gourmet shit in the, in the kitchen? So he, yeah. well, one of the coolest things that was in the kitchen was his wife. Oh, that's and out numbers. Oh. His, his wife is like kind of intrigued and like, I don't, they're not like hurting for money or anything. You know, they're dialed in, but they're, you know, you hear these like semi large numbers for like a old Corolla. And she's like, I don't know. Like maybe you should think about that's it. That's like 50,000 Canadians. So you really, so, <laughs> and he probably told her he paid like two grand for it. Oh, so like, oh, you know, like you, you they're in the game. And then, we end up talking a little bit more and he's like, I need to think about it. He goes and talks to his wife and then he comes back. And by this time it's like six or seven hours later and we're just hanging out in the kitchen, just shooting the shit. You know, it wasn't all like <laughs> hardcore sales. We we're just talking about cars and stuff. Yeah. And he was just like, can't do it. I'm so, I'm, ah. I'm totally sorry. You guys are super cool. Like Dang. I can't do it. And I was like, okay, cool. Like let, let me sleep on it. Like maybe the gold cars in play for tomorrow, but I just need a little bit of time. So we went back to the hotel, had dinner, like did the whole thing and got up the next morning and David hit him up and was like, Hey, you know, we're, we're, you know, going to leave today. Just wanted to check back in one more time. That was all he said. Super casual. And then out of no, the car had like these work equip wheels on it and a couple other things. And, He's all, you know, I was thinking about it last night and you guys are in California. You seem really cool. The car is going to be really well taken care of. It's not going to rust there. You're going to drive it. Like I'll, I'll take the wheels off it. And like it had a sub in the trunk and you know, I'll take, <laughs> take I'll take, it, I'll take the stereo out and it was pretty cool. It was like pretty well done. Like in the spare tire. Well, I don't usually like that shit, but it was pretty proper. He's all, I'll take that stuff out and then we can, we can make it happen. And I was like, no way. So we came. You're like just such a giddy child. Oh, I was, I was super hyped. My perfect car. And the guy just like, I barely peeled it out of his hand. Right. Like it builds it up so much more. I feel like you're also waiting for him to back out. Oh, until you have that. Right. Like in your hand. Oh, for sure. And then the funny thing was, so he had to go to work at like mid afternoon that day to get on the ferry. So once he's on the ferry, he's like, he's a ghost for 10 hours. Right. So he's like, let's, let you know, come over. We'll take care of it. I got to go to my dad's, swap the wheels out. So he's swapping the wheels out for, you know, the, the stock pizza cutters and we're waiting. And he's like, we got to do the title transfer. And I got to go down to the, you know, some, their equivalent of the DMV and check off all these boxes before, you know, 2 PM. And I'm like, cool. You go to your dad's house. We'll go ahead. We didn't have all the money. So we're just trying to figure out how to, withdraw that much money we needed to get a few thousand dollars canadian and the place where we did the exchange thing wasn't open it was a sunday all the banks were closed so we went atm to atm yes taking out three hundred dollars at a time on different cards 
So like I had a couple cards that I took 300 bucks out. David had a couple cards and then certain brands of ATMs. You know, sometimes you'll do the same card in multiple ATMs and it already says like you've done this. Yeah. yeah. But like different brands of ATMs weren't yeah. like connecting the dots fast enough. So through all these different things, we were able to get like a couple grand running around. Like we go to meet him. We get everything like dialed and we are the last car to pull on to the last ferry that goes to Port Angeles that leaves that day. Damn. Was it his ferry? Um, wait, what do you mean? Was it uh, your- oh, no. It was... So it turned out he worked at the other ferry oh, that goes through, like, yeah, Vancouver. Yeah. Um, but, he, yeah, he wasn't on that ferry. It, so we, we were just like, boom, and then they closed the doors. That's it, crazy. It was nuts. And then I was just like... In your car. What the fuck your is happening? <laughs> and we're just like, I'm like sitting in the lower deck and we're just like looking at this car that we spent 48 hours just trying to figure out wasn't how for to sale, make it happen. It wasn't for sale. <laughs> wow. So we, and then, you know, made it back and took Cust- it through customs. All good customs? Customs was kosher. I was yeah. kind of, you know, it says unmodified condition. The dude put exhaust on it, but mostly, it, mostly it was stock. And we get through customs and the dude's real tough and he's like, you know, pull over here. Hmm. I'm like, okay, I need to claim this car and do the whole thing. And I have the whole stack of paperwork and I, you know, no one's really friendly or anything. So I give it to the dude and he runs it to the guy in the back. The guy in the back runs out and he goes, 851 41st Avenue. Are you sure that's Santa Cruz or is that Capitola? And I'm like, Whoa. who are you? And he's like, I grew up in Pleasure Point. It's so like, oh, the guy processing the paperwork for the car grew up in Santa Cruz. No, no so way. he's just shooting the shit with us for like 10, 15 minutes, stamps everything. He's like, have a good time. I was like, this trip is insane. Like, that is crazy. That is so rad. Bananas. So <laughs> serendipitous. So we get the car, and now we have the car. And David, who went with me to get the car, ended up buying the gold car. Oh shit! No way! Oh wait! Yeah. Is, it, is it at Clark's shop? Yes. Oh, I saw it. That's the car that I almost bought. You what? downplayed the rust. I just want to throw that out. It's there. rusty. It is rusty. It's rusty. Yeah. That's super cool. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting car. Like, so is it a really gold gold? I think I've seen a, it at Morning Motors. It's maybe. pretty gold. No, so he flew so. back up and got it. It's he, a picture of it. Yes. So he basically, after we left, was like. You know, that gold car is a pretty good car for the price considering what go, what's going on in the market. So he's like, I want to buy it. So he, he sent him the money. Oh, okay. And then he sent him the money basically two weeks after we brought my car home, but didn't go to pick it up for like 10 months. Whoa. (laughs) It was just there. So he kind of just recently, well, maybe a little bit ago, but yeah, he let it sit for almost a year before he went to get the car. But yeah, he flew back up. And then drove the car back. But we, yeah, we drove the car back from Port Angeles all the way. And to no here. issues or no issues. Wow, things a fucking champ. Yeah. How long? How long ago was this? Uh, I've had the car for probably not quite a year and a half, but oh, like okay. maybe a year and a quarter. <laughs> that is so Eight, cool. Eighteen months years old. Is how <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eighteen old. Eighteen months year old is yeah. how I've had the car. Dude, that thing is so rad. Like I, Thank I, you. I posted it. I think it was on my personal feed. I told you on DWA. It was on my personal feed, and I said it was my favorite car of the most no recent way. meet. And it was off to the side. It was. Oh yeah, I had it parked on the. Dude, yeah. I was all about it. It's a slick top. Like it's like yeah, oh, it's no everything that I want too. It's, Black interior, which is super rare with red. It's like, cool. It's man. ridiculous. Thank yeah, you. Like, it's, it's super rare and definitely the car to get. You know, yeah. I'm a Zanke guy too. The early, the early stuff. Yeah. Like, all that shit. I'm all in. So I was I, I was so hyped on it. I was like, even the people with the like built eight sixes are looking at it like, 
stock uncracked dash. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? So it's yeah. funny because I, you know, I got my little sun protector that I Hell run yeah. in the windshield to nice. keep the dash proper. But like employees at work who have no idea what the car oh, is, like some shit, they see their boss, <laughs> they see their boss pull up in a 1985 Corolla and then put like a windshield protector <laughs> yeah, on it, yeah. and they think I'm fucking out of my They're mind. Like, They're like, guy, "Cool this, car, dude. Yeah, this guy's losing his mind, <laughs> and the business is he's, not he's doing too well. Senile, like, <laughs> yes, we're for sure going it. out of business. <laughs> yeah. This guy's a total kook. Yeah. Or, or you're just penny pincher. They think you're yeah. like, dude, he's not going to buy a new car. Look, he's taking care of the business. Yeah, yeah. the cash register is always perfect because they know you're pinching pennies. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty funny to be that guy <laughs> and you know i'm showing you know my wife's like supportive but doesn't really get it you yeah, know oh I'm, yeah sure. i've been out with cars forever she's like, she's like i just want you to be happy it's fine you know you sell the bmw do whatever you want she's also, like I don't, I don't know but like whatever i was just thinking of some like muscle guy a car guy like only in the muscle cars listening to that whole scenario and oh like, yeah this is for what like you know <laughs> yeah, looking for, it up oh like, yeah wow, this little toyota like, it's All it's right. pretty funny it will it, Dude, one thing, actually, my wife did tell me because every once in a while, so she has a Jetta. It's like four door Jetta. It's like a cool, like around town car. I'll drive it every once in a while, and she would drive the E thirty six sometimes. She's all, if you buy that car, I am never driving it. Like, y- if you can borrow my car when I'm home and staying home, but you'll never be able to trade me car for the day. Just want you to know that, <laughs> yeah. Before you go get this Corolla yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, muscle car guys are probably probably lost out of their minds yeah. but it's pretty stock other than the exhaust right it rides a little high it's got stock wheels it's and, stock suspension yeah. stock wheels it's got like a coil radiator some little tiny trd bits under the hood it's got an yeah. intake on it but other it's it's pretty much stock Which is some good what tires do you, what do you do with a car like this yeah thing? it's like so nice well yeah that's why i have i mean i've been just like kind of sitting on it for a year i'm going to it's going to be very kind of period correct for what it is. So I'll do JDM front and rear bumpers, which those are kind of a mint too. Mm-hmm. They're super expensive right now. Um, are, you, are you keeping it like early Zanke style, the front? I'll probably, I like the the kooky bumper, ah, I think, with the Zanke lip looks pretty you. good. I hate you. I know, everybody <laughs> does. You shocks and springs. It's and just like, I have co- coilovers are being built for it right now. So I oil ordered coilovers like a couple weeks ago. From who? Uh, Annex. Oh, okay. Annex. So they're, they're a newer company. I think they have something oh. to do with... Battle Garage in, in some capacity, which is like they're over over the hill. So I'd been reading about their coilovers and their kind of ethos, and then I ran into a dude at Morning Motors. I think his name is Lloyd. Oh yeah, yeah. Lloyd. Um, Lloyd. Yeah. So he's got a couple eight sixes, and he had one there, the the coupe, and he's running annex suspension. Uh-huh. So we had a whole good conversation about you know most people go with the T three stuff like the Techno Toy tuning. Yeah. Most of their shocks are like now are built around like, or the coilovers are built around like the AGX, which I'm not like super hyped on. Mm-hmm. They were building some around Bilstein's, but like Bilstein's on national back order everywhere Dude, for, for like everybody. Three years. Yeah. It's just like not even a possibility. And to my knowledge, like, you know, um, the E36 had like the ground control coilover setup, which is built around Coney Yellows, which are pretty nice. I like that, but. I don't think Coney is making a short stroke shock for the 8.6, to my knowledge anyway. 
Um, but he Lloyd was running an annex and he had nothing but amazing things to say about them. So that kind of sealed the deal for me. So yeah, Lloyd has tons of cars. He and knows what's he knows what's yeah, up. I don't know him at all. I just yeah. saw his car and he was there and I was like, is this no, your he's, car? He's probably owned like he has that five aer- eighty six. And he has that aerial nomad and he has like oh, really? all kinds of cool stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. We just had like a casual conversation. So I was picking his brain about suspension. He's like, I've had a ton of different eight sixes with a ton of different suspensions, and this is like the pick for me for sure mm-hmm. right now. Nice. I was like, that cool, something. Yeah. So I, I think I placed the order. I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago. But you know, you do custom spring rates, and then it takes them a while to build it. I don't know when they're coming. Um, so that's number one. Then we'll do the probably the bushings next, and then wheels after that what are you thinking i'm gonna run the advan a3a oh sick yeah that's like the best three spoke wheel i fucking love that yeah. thing it just looks so retro to me and yeah. like matches like the feel of the car red in centers. that era i'm there they're ones i'm looking at are with red centers but i don't know what i'm gonna do i think i might well i'm gonna refinish them so they don't make them in the offset and everything I need. So I'll probably buy a set and then do like taking the barrels, taking the VR and do like custom barrels and lips. Um, but I do want to run like a 14, uh, like stay with a 14 inch wheel, like a smaller wheel. Those are, it's super important that they stay small for the three spoke design. Cause once you go beyond, like once you go too big, it starts looking kind of weak. Yeah. Cause they, when they're small, they're very chunky. Yeah. The spokes are really chunky. Yeah. That's the sick look. Yeah. Yeah, I would do it. I, my dream as a kid, like when I, you know, the last one I had was I wanted to go 13 inch with a big sidewall. Like that was the look I was going for, but 14 would be, it look killer. Yeah. Yeah, I think 14 is probably for me is going to strike like a nice balance. I generally, Really would love like I'm like a more tire than rim kind of guy mm. like I don't like a, I don't know I think 15 is too big for the car for what I'm gonna do with yeah, it like without some other you know if it was gonna be a drift car and it was gonna have a bunch of aero and like all this big bulky stuff on it mm. maybe you go to 15 if you have more power and you need it but yeah. I don't know 14 is gonna be tight I can run something meaty on there and yeah like make it Make it happen. Yeah, that works. We yeah. preach uh, saving the sidewalls. So yeah, meaty is the new stretch. I mean, I don't stretch. like. Yeah, I've never loved cars that are stressful to drive. Like, yeah. whenever I've had cars that are slammed out or have too much stress, like no matter how cool they look when they're parked, it's like I need to be able to maneuver in it and not have it give me a panic attack. Yeah, for sure. And you know, respect to anybody who does anything to their cars. Like, it's so personal. Like, I'm not dissing that. It's just not for me. Like, yeah, for yeah. sure. Especially if you're driving around here and you want to make use of the roads, right? It's like they're bumpy yeah. and they're There's, you know, all that kind of shit. Yeah, shape. California roads aren't that great in general. You know, you go into Portland and you're like, ooh, on the highway up there? feels smooth. Yeah. There's all but, the cops though, up there. Yeah, and at the speed limit's 50 miles yeah. an hour everywhere. It's like, um, yeah. So are you are you doing the um, redoing the gold sticker on the side? Or I, th- I don't think I'm going to. I think it'll... Pr- I think I'm going to do... I'll keep a two-tone where it'll be, you know... Red and then the front and rear bumpers, like the caps will be still painted red the with top, like the, right? yeah. yeah, with like the black underneath. But yeah. then I think on the, for the side, I guess it won't be totally period correct. It's kind of like maybe if you've ever seen like Suchia's 8.6 of the era, like the old hot version car. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, the, like the, body panel everything's all oem but it doesn't have any of the like no decals on the side or anything it's just one like solid color of paint mm-hmm. so 
red all around except for the black on the front and rear bumper. Perfect. This is good because if I build another one, um, I, w- I want to do the gold stickers. That's going to look and, sick. And so with the red, yeah. I want a red one too, and I would do the early bumpers okay. so you can have the We'll have bumpers. different cars, yeah. That'll it'll be great. Be, it'll be totally different. <laughs> it'll be cool. <laughs> Don't worry. Art will only have it for like four months. That's so. right. Oh, yeah. You, are you like uh, a car swapper? Uh, yeah. I'm an ADD car guy, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I usually run them for a while. Yeah, there's, that's definitely one that I, you know, just always have in the back of my mind. And it, it basically just everything that you described is the main kind of deterrent, right? It's like you find other stuff that's either more attainable or easier to find. Yeah. And like, and that just kind of continues to be a thing that eventually will happen. Do over. those get stolen a lot? Or is what's the I deal with those? Not really. No, I mean yeah. the, the ones that get stolen a lot are S13s and S14s. Yeah, S chassis, yeah. Civic. But yeah, I don't I know too much about. There's a bunch of stuff to swap parts into, right? It's not like the Civic right, world, right? Yeah. So the only thing that in the past I've heard when the A86 is getting stolen to take the 20 valve swaps, oh, because right. if people know, you know, like just fucking shitty kids like yeah. Johnny Tran or whatever, right? Like they'll they'll take it for that, but not for like. Anything else, yeah. Yeah, a couple of 20 valves pull a premium two weeks before race wars. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. that is one of the best sounding motors. They too. sound great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 4AGE, and I'm like, we're talking about all this stuff, like my roots is as like a muscle car guy. Like I love American muscle, but that 4AGE sounds sick. And with the ITBs, like 20 valve or 16 valve, it sounds fucking amazing yeah, yeah it's like a song yeah to me it reminds me of like um almost like a cosworth dfv like the okay old, the old formula one v8s the little formula one v8s if you listen to it at full song it's it has a similar kind of like it's obviously smaller displacement yeah it's like old school formula one kind of with that that induction like it's so right. guttural it's just and, like ah, sucking in air like there's it's no so tomorrow fucking cool. yeah, so yeah that gold cool. car has a 20 valve and yeah. that thing's cool like if you get the chance to like ride around or hear that thing because he'll be around it's it's pretty it definitely give me some like engine envy i was like so i mean yeah. i had my uh the last one i had i had the uh the, the red top so it was the higher high comp or whatever yeah so later from a later car and um I just had like an HKS intake or whatever right. with a header and I think some kind of a chip or some shit. I don't even remember. Yeah. And like that was like supposed to be 130 horsepower or something like that. Yeah. Like, that seems. And, and that was a blast. Like I, you, I would, I envied the people who had the 20 valves. Oh, but yeah. Like I was stoked on just the little. What do those like, cars weigh? Like 2200. 20, okay. Yeah. yeah I heard you guys that. talking about the Peugeot on the. Hot Hatch Hero episode. Yeah, yeah. And I could totally relate to everything going on. We talk about like putting another person in the car and uh, slows yeah. it down so much. Yeah. It's kind of that same vibe, but I mean, it's, it's fun. Yeah. You don't need 300 horsepower in that thing. No. Like unless you want to be sliding around. Everywhere. Unless you're, yeah, yeah out of your mind. I think, I mean, if you had, if you had 150 horsepower, you'd be pretty fucking hyped. Yeah. If you had 200 horsepower, you'd be, you'd be in the <laughs> zone. Yeah. You like know, if you yeah. put, got one with an F20 in it. Yeah, that's what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's pretty rad, too. That I thing's mean, like, got a crank, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Danger zone over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's that time. Are yeah, we, are we running so hot? Time I just feel like I talk too much. No, you're doing great. Win. These are amazing stories. Yeah. It reminds me of the first time we had Art on the podcast, and it was like <laughs> B18. You know, there's a lot of Honda numbers, and we're yeah. not, we're not necessarily out. the most like Honda. Oh, people, don't sell but. yourself short lane. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. I, <laughs> I know guy over here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's trivia time. We're going back to coffee. Oh wow! But you have to guess. What do I do? 
Nothing. I, okay, okay, just okay. chill. Okay, okay. Your brain. I have to guess last. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Have gotcha. a shot of espresso. Or You're the expert. Perfect. So if you mess up, I mean, I'm probably gonna mess up. Yeah. We start with yeah. Brian. I'm feeling the pressure. We'll run this way. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, sales of the leading regular ground coffee brands in the United States, 2019. This is regular ground coffee. What What is that? Uh, you know, you buy it in a bag. Does Folgers fall into that? Number one, Folgers. It went out of turn, but that's fine. <laughs> well, I, I was asking if that... I didn't Does know. this answer work? Yeah, that answer works. Uh, number, I thought you were going to ask numbers. And that number was number be, two, anyone? You can just throw it out now. I have a few questions. Green so. Mountain. Yubon. Green <laughs> Mountain, number two. I'm going to say... Really? No, 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 it's that's not. the one that does the I would. Stuff. I was going to go Yubon, too. That seems U-Ban? like it. Yeah. That seems right. I'm going to say Starbucks? Number three. Wow. Taster's Choice. Eh. Nescafe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Maxwell House. Oh, oh yeah. I Old forgot school. about that. Damn, I always forget about Maxwell private House. Label, <laughs> private label. Undercover brother. <laughs> private label is number four, so whatever that means. They're the ones with the logo with the guy sitting in his chair and the wind flow, blowing his head, head, hair back. You mean... Maxwell House? Wait. Uh, oh, you're... Maxwell. That's the Private label. Private label is literally the name of the brand? No, I think it's like they... It's like other. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, other, yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's like Cat and Cloud. Um, we're, we're doing other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this is a uh, top caloric content of coffee drinks around the U.S. Okay, Brian first. Oh, my God. This is the Caribou Coffee Chocolate Caramel Truffle Mocha Cooler. Oh, my God. Where is it from? It's basically the vanilla bullshits that you get at Starbucks or whatever. It, well, I think there was a Caribou Coffee when we went to Dirtfish. So this is okay. like a oh. Frappuccino thing. It's a Frappuccino, yeah. Mocha, Cilantro, whatever. Yeah. Cilantro. <laughs> Caribou uh, goes hard in like the Midwest. And, is it? Yeah, I think I've, so. I've never yeah. seen one around here, but yeah. So this is the Chocolate Caramel Truffle Mocha Cooler. Fuck. Ryan, caloric uh, count. Uh, eleven hundred. I'm gonna say eighteen hundred. Twenty two hundred, Bob. I'm gonna say twenty one. Twenty one hundred. Ah, splitting us. You guys are crazy about it. It's a lot, but thirteen thirty. All right, that's oh, nowhere near. Uh, as Brian good. won. Uh, one, thank you. Dang, I will take drink. my word. I could take one of those and it wouldn't really affect that me too much. That's yeah, pretty great. 111. <laughs> that's a lot. By the way, 111 grams of sugar. Oh, oh my God. That's, that's a lot. Six grams of fat. In one? One drink. This is the Caribou Coffee the Chocolate Caramel Truffle Mocha Cooler. How oh. many of these things do they sell? Oh, Jesus. That we is went, so much sugar. Did we, we went to one of those, didn't we? Maybe. We did a drive through. Oh, I think you're right. What was the coffee chain that we went to on the pre-run of the Dutch rally? Bros, right? Dutch, Dutch Bros, right? Dutch Bros. That's the one that gave you diabetes, right? <laughs> no. It was just a one-shot deal. It was right after. I was that. cool before, and then it was over. <laughs> All the di- diabetes special. Instant um, type 2. That is yeah. my uh, guilty pleasure is Dutch Brothers. Diabetes is my guilty pleasure. Well. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay, last question. Coffee. Country, yes. Country of origin. For the drink... And then the plant. I need a two-country answer. Wait. Okay. Two where country. coffee was invented and yes. where the plant originated. originated okay. From. Oh. I think I got this. Shit. Brian, please. I love this look. <laughs> <laughs> it's a look of fear, <laughs> confusion. I, I furrowed a couple brows there. That was a brow. Fuck, man. Coffee originated in Brazil. And uh, that's the drink you're saying? The drink okay. originated in Brazil, and the uh, uh, bean was from Ethiopia. Okay. 
Force the that one out, by the way. Then. Drink. Fuck, dude. It's from Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the bean is from um, Colombia. I'm going to go Syria on the plant. Okay. I think Brian's right on, on, on uh, Brazil. I don't think I am, man. So plant jump. Is I like how he acts all confident. Like, I think he probably I got, I got this, the origin. I'm pretty sure because Arabica, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so cool. Sorry, sorry <laughs> can we record that? that? Sorry about that. We'll all edit can we that play out, that back dude. like over and over again? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to slow it down. Is there such thing as an audio gif where it just goes over well, and we over? provide Chris with a barf bed, <laughs> so I feel bad. <laughs> um... I'll stick to that. I'll go with. I'll I'll be aligned with Brian on the coffee made in Brazil okay. originally from somewhere in Arabia, Syria, Syria. Okay. Uh, plant originating Ethiopia. Bam. Um, drink. Jeez, I should probably know this. I'm you gonna should. go with uh, Turkey. Damn, you guys are good. Ethiopia is the right answer. Yes. The plant is from Ethiopia. Mm. The drink, and you guys are really dancing around it. Yemen. Oh, oh, it's the other way around. Right. Really? Yeah. Yemen. Mm. But, dude, Yemen. great job. Hey. That was amazing. Hey, I, I, the, my family, my family hot, is in the biz. That's this true. is Coffeeville. The, the birthplace of coffee. <laughs> yeah. coffee Ethiopia. Ethiopia. And, uh, Shout out. People are talking about Kaldi, the homie. 15th century. Mm. The good homie. <laughs> the, yeah, the so homie, e- Ethiopia and Kaldi and whatever. <laughs> so do you know like what what people in Ethiopia did with the plant before it was made into coffee? Was it even a thing? Suppository? No, no clue. Like the I mean the legend of coffee, which who knows if it's real or not, is that there is this dude named Kaldi and he is a goat herder and one day he finds his like goats are just jacked, like tweaked out doing doing special things. After they've been eating the berries, the fruit off of this plant. And supposedly that's like the discovery of coffee. No one really knows like mm. what it was doing, why it was there, how, how it was working for. So I remember reading years ago that there was a, some kind, it was like supposed to be for nobility only or something. And they were trying to hide it. So it, there was a Brazilian guy who tried to keep it secret. Like, does that ring a bell? I don't there know about that. Chocolate? I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah, like I remember, it was it was definitely sheltered for a long time because it was considered like this dr- like wonder drug that would mm. like give you all this energy or something. There's shit. a story. Oh, it's this got is nothing I'll on buy, per- buy, Peruvian uh, coca leaves. Coca leaves. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's coca leaves. they used to just like chew on that sure. shit for the same right? deal. Yeah. This is according to to Wikipedia, but it says there was a uh, Sheikh Omar. He was exiled to a place that uh, I guess he was in a desert cave and then starving. Omar chewed berries from a nearby shrubbery but found them to be too bitter. He tried mm. roasting the seeds to improve the flavor, but they became too hard. Mm. And he tried boiling them to soften the seed, which resulted in a fragrant brown liquid. That's Upon skeptical. drinking the liquid, Omar was revitalized and sustained for days as the story of this miracle drug reached Mocha, which I guess is a place in, uh, I don't know, where Yemen. That makes sense. Uh, he was asked to return and was made a saint. Jesus. Coffee saint. He just won't Coffee quit. Saint. He's like, it doesn't taste good. I'm going to fucking cook it. Yeah. That doesn't work. I'm going to fucking roast it. <laughs> I'm that. determined to drink this. I'm going to drink. Yeah. I'm going to do something with this motherfucking shit. <laughs> By the way, then the brown water, you're going to drink that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is probably healthy. I mean, tea is Well, tea popular. was big. That's yeah, true. so it's a thing. Tea yeah. was hot, Omar was yeah. fucking on drugs. Dude. Omar was killing yeah. it. Yeah. Omar, Omar is the legend in the game. Yeah. Omar yeah. coming. Dedicate this podcast to Omar. That's right. Yeah, yeah, seriously. That's a podcast. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, Chris. Appreciate it. Throw out your info again. 
Where can we follow too. you? Podcast. Oh yeah, number. Can Cloud Podcast. If you want to hear about business culture, coffee, all of those things, cancloud.com. You can find us. If you want to check me out, real Chris Baca everywhere. Instagram, YouTube, wherever. Nice. That's cool. Is there a fake Chris Baca? There's probably a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. I saw your YouTube. You have a, you have a big, uh, YouTube kind of following. Yeah. It's fun sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I like to do your how to videos and stuff like that. Yeah. I started doing coffee brewing videos and then started chronicling a little bit of the business. There's actually a video if it's even interesting for anybody, but I did make a video about the trip. To Canada oh, to go that's awesome. get the car. I'll have to send you guys the Oh, way. yeah, for sure. Because that's kind of fun and weird and interesting yeah. to watch. Um, but, yeah, just just whatever. I, I write oh. a blog every Wednesday about connection and humanity also. Okay. Oh, yeah. On Cat Cloud? Uh, that's at uh, realchrisbocket.com. Okay. Yeah, I'm just... Gotcha. I'm, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm so important, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Like everyone's got like 18 things. You're an influencer. Click right? here, yeah. click there. It's like literally I'm just a guy who's interested in stuff. So. That's good. Cool. Let's yeah. uh, grab some coffee soon. Yeah. Hella down. All right. All right. And I said hella. <laughs> See ya. Later. Bye. Bye. Cat is a good marketing vehicle. Stuff that says cat in it does well. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Go check us out on Patreon and please become a patron of our podcast. It helps us out a lot and you get some cool stuff in return. We give you a weekly podcast, which we title Experts in Automotive Opinion. I think we've done 60 of those so far, something like that. We also give you exclusive Patreon-only stickers, and we'll send you a sticker pack right when you join. Uh, we give discounts and early access to certain events we do, like Camping While Awesome, and we give you first crack at our rallies. Check it out. And join us on patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thank you guys.